welcome to Faith is Not Blind. I'm Sarah Devonier, and I'm really pleased to be here in the southeast of England in Watford. And I'm here with Letitia. Welcome, Letitia. Thank you. I'm especially pleased about this interview because we have wanted to have a representation of a lot of different types of journeys. And as I've been thinking about Letitia's story, maybe it's partly just being in England, but I've been thinking of T.S. Eliot and what he said in the Four Quartets about how we shall not cease from exploration. But at the end of our journey, this is paraphrasing, we shall get to the place where we started and know that place for the first time. And I want us to think about that as we think about Letitia's journey, what it means to explore, what it means to search, and what it means to know the place where we end up landing. So Letitia, if you just start off talking about your journey, just let us know when you first encountered the church, when that was, where you were, um, and how that happened. Um, I was about 16 years of age, and I lived in Watford with my family. My father had just recently passed away and um, my cousin and her friend came to live with us because they were looking for work, they came from Mansfield. And my cousin uh, didn't stay very long because she was very homesick, but her friend did stay, Diana. And we just became really good friends and um, we built a bond together. And we actually worked together in, um, as nurses and we were sharing a room together. And I was just really impressed by her her aura, I guess, or, you know, um, just about her as a person, because she just seemed so lovely. And um, so I just started to ask her questions about the church and, and she shared a few things with me. And then she invited me to a couple of um, events at the mm -hmm. ward. And, um, and it just kind of went from there really, just like the people were so nice and friendly and there was a lovely spirit there. And, um, so that kind of started me on that journey and I started to have these discussions yeah. and um, and unfortunately because I was only 16 my mum wouldn't give me permission to get baptised so um, she did a little bit of research unfortunately there was no Google then she had to go to the library and um, she researched the church and it was quite negative. So she wouldn't let me get baptised. So I wasn't able to get baptised till I was 18. So I had to wait another year. Yeah, so that's interesting that your first glimpses of the church were through a friendship. Yeah. And like you said, things were so positive and so warm and yeah. the people were so friendly. As you had to wait two years to get baptised, how do you think that influenced the development of your testimony as we talk about this exploration that you had? I think, you know, as I, I mean, I came to church in all that time and my testimony was growing and um, it definitely helped me. I mean, you know, to begin with, I was a little bit impatient and, you know, I was, you know, with my mum was a little bit cross, but, you know, I just thought, well, in the, there's nothing I can do to change her mind. So I just have to kind of accept this and learn to grow and um, so just by attending church you know I think I did seminary wow. um, and doing all that kind of stuff so I was definitely ready by the time I was 18. Right it sounds like it and that is extremely patient especially for a teenager yeah. <laughs> to be able to wait two years and to understand your mom's perspective. Yeah. 
when you finally got baptized at 18, what would you say were the sort of root or core elements of your testimony at that time? Um, I mean, I'd read the Book of Mormon several times. Several, several se times. Several times. I mean, the first time I read it, it kind of went over my head a bit. You know, I was like, I don't really understand a lot of this. But you continued But anyway. I continued to wow. um, read it. So I definitely had a testimony of um, the Book of Mormon and of Joseph Smith. And um, it was something that I'd been searching for, really, for a long time. So, um, yeah. So you had, it sounds like, some pretty strong roots, especially, again, as an 18-year-old, you're so impressive to have read the Book of Mormon more than once and to keep searching it, to keep exploring. I think because I didn't really understand a lot of it the first time, I really wanted to immerse myself in it and mm. try and understand more of it. And I mean, and even the second time, I didn't understand it all. I mean, I've read the Book of Mormon lots of times. And I find every time I read it, I understand it more. And yeah. there's hidden messages in there for yeah. all of us. And yeah. especially, you know, in my life, you know, especially when I came back, you know, came to church, you know, it was uh, really empowering for me to yeah. see all these hidden messages. Yeah, and I love that word empowering. And I think as we continue on this journey of exploration, um, sometimes there are routes that are less straight than others. Mm. Would you talk about what happened after you initially got baptized yeah. to make your route a little less straight, which yeah. is still a beautiful route, of yeah. course. I was baptized, and a couple of years after that, I, I took out my endowments. So I was very committed to the church. But as with everything, everybody, you know, things come along our path that we yeah. are not prepared for, and it kind of took me off that path. As our prophet, President Monson says, you know, I took the easy wrong route. So I made, you know, because it was just so hard with family and friends. So I just felt like, you know, I'm going to, um, you know, I'm not going to go. So I stopped going to church. And was this a gradual thing or yeah, was it, was it sudden? Gradual. No, it wasn't suddenly, it was gradual, I think. And um, yeah, yeah, I mean, perhaps because, I mean, I'm a firm believer in what I have really learned since I came back to church is you really have to work on your testimony. Right. You can't let it go. So it, you, could you share with us a little bit more specifically, you referred to family and friends, maybe pressure, um, what was sort of going through your mind at that time to lead you to not go to church? How long were you not go attending church? I didn't, I was inactive for 20 years. Yeah, and, that, and that's a pretty long time. So, that and is. I think we should explore that so people can mm. understand. Yeah. It wasn't that you didn't have faith. It wasn't that you didn't have a testimony. Talk about what it was specifically. I think because I was quite young, I was quite immature. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was having not so much pressure off my family because actually my mum has always been fine with me going to church and she actually quite likes it. I think more to do with friends because like you're wanting to go out, wanting you to drink and there was just a lot of pressure on me to yeah. do that. And just, I guess, dating outside the church as well. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, that kind of took me off that path. So it's interesting too that you mentioned your mum 
Initially, she had read a lot of negative things in the library about the church. Mm. I don't know how many positive things there would have been about yeah. the church in the library at yeah. that time. Yeah. But um, she was okay with you going to church. Well, I think because she met a lot of my yeah. friends from church, you know, um, they would come around to see her, they, you, know, you know, and we would do things together, invite them around and what have you. So she kind of got to know them and saw, oh yeah, they're nice people, they're good yeah. people. You know, they're not weird, you know, <laughs> as people might like to think we are sometimes. Um, so yeah, and when I went back to church, I think she was quite happy. Interesting. You know, she was like, oh, that's really good, yeah. you know. So, so describe your life during those 20 years. Um, what, um, what did you do? What were you involved in? Uh, I was um, working. I, was, um, I had a son. Um, so I was very busy bringing him up. Yeah. And um, for some of that time, I was a single parent. So that was kind of difficult. Yeah. And um, so really just busy with that, but even even though I wasn't active, that testimony was still deep down there. Of course. So I, you know, the morals that I'd learned in church were the morals that I brought my son up on. And I'm very proud to say that, you That's know, wonderful. he's a good kid and someone I'm, you know, extremely proud of. My only, my huge regret in life is that I didn't come back to church a lot sooner and that he didn't go through primary or young men's or do any of that. And in fact, he's he's not a member, so that that's my big regret. Well, and what a wonderful thing! Like you said, you should be so proud of the fact that you instilled morality in him, mm. which is so important for him to have a good value system, and that's that's yeah. fantastic. So you you still had your testimony, and you still valued it. What happened? to bring you back to the church after all of this time? I was, I mean, I, I look back on it and I think, oh, I had, an, I had a lovely life. I have a wonderful family. I have a son I'm extremely proud mm. of. I have good friends. I had a good job. You know, everything was going great. But, you know, I would go out with my friends and I'd be like, I don't really want to be here. Why mm. am I not enjoying this? You know? Interesting. Um, you know, I'd, I'd rather go home. You know, I don't really want to be in this atmosphere. And so I started to think I wanted to come back to church. Um, and I was thinking, you know, there was something missing from my life. Right. What is it that I'm looking for? That, what is missing? Yeah, that's fascinating, especially thinking of the T.S. Eliot quote mm. um, about knowing things for the first time. That can work for both good things and maybe not so good things. Yeah. Um, why do you think those things that, you had been doing for a while lost their appeal as you started to rethink and re-explore and evaluate them? Because I guess they were showing me that I wasn't I wasn't really completely happy. I wasn't mm. at peace. I wasn't enjoying it. It wasn't giving me anything, you know. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love my friends and, you yeah. know, enjoy spending time with them. But it just wasn't, I was feeling like there was something missing. And I knew what it was, but I didn't quite want to face it yet. So, you know, for a long time, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to go to church this week. And because I work shift work, um, I would quite often be working on a Sunday. So right. I'd be like, oh, my next Sunday off, I'm going to go to work. But then, of course, the Sunday comes and you're like, oh, I can't face it. You know, that just that fact of walking through that door mm. um, was really difficult to face. So it took me a long time to get to the point 
of yeah. I'm going to walk through that door. Yeah, let's, I, I'm so glad that you would be honest about that because I think sometimes people assume, well, we have the visitors welcome on our on our buildings, so shouldn't it be easy for someone to walk in? Talk about how why that would feel so difficult, especially to someone who had been away from the church. I guess I was feeling that perhaps I would be judged, you know, that people wouldn't welcome me back. Oh, you know, why are you coming back now? You know, um, there might be an issue, you know, with something in that general area. Um, and perhaps I just didn't feel like worthy, you know, yeah. and knew that if I did come back, this was going to be a lot of work. Yeah, and, and I think sometimes we don't appreciate that. The, the difficulty of coming back, the difficulty of a return. I mean, we look at the story of the prodigal son and he's welcomed with a big feast and a party, but that's yeah. not always what happens. No, and no, and it's just that initial, like you're afraid to just walk through the door that very first time. Yeah. But when you do, and then you realize everybody is so nice and welcoming, you're like, oh my gosh, I've wasted all this time. Wow. You know. Why did I worry about it? So what helped motivate you to get back through that door the first time? Because it sounds like that first time back might be the most difficult. It is. Um, and like I said, I was like building myself up to it. And I kind of felt like in hindsight now, the Lord was like, okay, let's do something to make sure she walked through the door. Pushes, yeah. So I was di diagnosed with kidney cancer and I remember it very distinctly. Um, I had to tell my son, which was really traumatic. He took it really badly. How old was he? He was about 18, 19. And um, he took it really badly. And um, I can remember like coming out of his bedroom after you know trying to calm him down and reassure him it was all gonna be okay and coming back into my living room and sitting down on the sofa and for the first time in 20 years saying a little prayer like please let me this be a promise that I can keep to my son that I'm going to be okay so that was really so and I just felt an overwhelming sense of peace and love and knew it was going to be okay so um that's when I, you know, I knew I had to come back to church. I needed that strength. I needed something to get me through this. Um, I mean, my family and friends were amazing, but I needed something, you know, I needed it. I needed my Heavenly Father. I needed my Saviour. And I can tell you that I felt Him with me every step of the way, giving me strength and courage, you know, when I thought, you know, things were going to turn out quite differently. Wow. So that made me walk through the door. Sure. And what, what's so admirable in your story is, first of all, you, you were the one who picked yourself up to get there, and you were the one that reached out to God. I mean, you were searching for him. And he always is there with his outstretched arm, but, but you took the initiative to search for him. What was it like coming back to church that first time? Yeah, I mean, the first time I came back to church, I was thinking, like, I'm just going to creep into sacrament meetings, sit at the back, and see how I feel. 
um, and see if I want to be here, see if it's what I think it's going to be. And I remember I walked in <laughs> and it was all the other way. It was, um, it was a primary presentation. So it was all back to front. So basically, the it was just, and the, the sisters, someone said, oh, they must have said to the sister missionaries, oh, there's someone new out there, do you want to go and talk to them? And I said, oh, and they told me that sacrament was now at a later time. And, um, but she said, oh, why don't you come into Relief Society? So I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I made all this effort and it's not even sacrament meeting. You know, do I really want to go to Relief Society? And in Relief Society, it was in a much smaller room, so you couldn't really hide. Right. Oh, well, we call it the Relief Society, but sometimes, especially for people coming back, I think it's more like the Anxiety Society. Yeah, yeah. And, and so there's all this anxiety built up. It's a small room. You've got all these women. So what happened? Well, it, you know, I sat down, and obviously there was people I knew from when I was at church 20 years ago. Wow. So that was lovely, and they just all came up and welcomed me, and it was all very nice. And then I just left after Relief Society, came home, and I, you know, I definitely felt the spirit in that meeting. And that just made me, okay, I think I want to do this. Yeah, so your journey back... Was, did it echo your journey into the church being sort of gradual? Or once you came back, did you keep coming back? What did that look like? I think I was more like determined this time. You know, I'd, I'd made this decision. I knew this is what I needed. So this is what I was going to do. So I would come to sacrament every week. I would go to all the meetings. I even, they had a older class for seminary which I would do that during the week because I kind of felt like that was my midweek burst of, you know, the gospel. And that oh. used to get me through to Sunday. So, and then, you know, um, just having lots of people, you know, that were around me to help me. I would read a lot of books, you know, a lot of church books, and that really helped. Um, reading the scriptures every day, praying. So it sounds like your experience coming back was pretty immersive. It was. You, just you know, once right I decided, in. yeah, I, I did really, because I knew this was what I wanted. But I knew it was going to be hard work, and I knew I needed to build up my testimony again. Yeah, did that help to recognize that, there were, that you couldn't just sort of slide back in and stay in, that you needed to work? What, what, what was the most difficult thing about coming back? I guess was like um, giving up on old habits that you'd mm -hmm. done for 20 years. And, you know, sometimes you would think, oh my gosh, you know, I, d I don't think I'm ever going to get over this. You know, I'm, I'm, am I ever going to be able to, you know, immerse myself in all this? And, um, and also friends. I had, did have friends that were very unhappy about friends me. Friends outside of the church. Yeah. That Interesting. One particular friend that was very unhappy about me coming back to church and I kind of did understand her point of view this was you know here she has this friend and we do all this stuff together and now suddenly she's going to church and her whole perspective has changed and she's a different person yeah um so and that was hard for her and she did a bit of research as well <laughs> and when I went on I thought I'll just go and have a look to see what it says about the church on online and it was all very negative so, um, you know, I, we would have conversations and I'd try to put her mind at ease and tell her, you know, what was happening and why I was doing it. And, you know, the questions that she had about the church, 
you know, about tithing and, yeah. you know, um, other things. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was hard. I mean, it did kind of get to the point of, is this friendship going to have to go? Mm. Because she's very upset and she can't seem to handle it. But we were honest with one another and we, you know, so we were able to work through that and um, come through the other side. And now she kind of respects my... It's wonderful. Well, and, and the friendship's still there. Yeah. So that's, well, and that's I th so and I think again with the theme of exploration and getting to know each other, she would know you in a different way. Yeah. And your friendship could probably be stronger because you worked through that, like you yeah. said, with honesty and vulnerability. So on on the other side of that, what were some of the best things about coming back to church? If if you had to, and I know it's difficult, but if you had to narrow down the most rewarding thing for you about coming back to this place and knowing it for the first time? I guess just feeling an overwhelming feeling of happiness, knowing that it was the right thing for me to do, feeling that peace, um, knowing that I needed to build on my testimony and being able to do that and how that testimony was rewarding me like tenfold. Mm. Um, you know, having a relationship with my Heavenly Father again, having a relationship with my Saviour. You know, I hadn't prayed for 20 years, so I was very nervous about, you know, having my first personal prayer and kind of building on that again. So, um, but it just gave me so much back, I can't even tell you. You know, the blessings that I've received from coming back and like, you know, every day I just pray, you know, I want to do better today. I want to try harder. And when I look at myself four years ago to the person I am now, I know I am, I'm, I'm not that person. I am totally different. Huh. And that's hard for some people to get their head around. Sure. But, you know, underneath it, I am kind of still the same person. But, you know, this testimony just grew and grew and grew. Yeah. And like I said, that's just one thing I've always, you know, one thing I have learned from this experience is that, we need our own testimony. We can't live off someone else's testimony. We have to feed it. We have to make it grow. And if we do that, it will reward us tenfold. Yeah. I, I love that so much, especially what you said about getting to know yourself better. That as we get to know ourselves through exploration, we get to know God. And what a beautiful reward to know that we can keep exploring and keep enhancing and keep loving. You're such a gift and I appreciate you sharing this and I imagine people out there who wonder, will it be worth it to come back even though it's a lot of work? And so your story is so important and we appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thank you.